The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Hello, and welcome to the Transformation for Success show. I am so excited, and first of all, I want to give a big shout out and name just a few of my international fans and listeners who are tuning into the Transformation for Success show. Brisbane, Sydney, and Belmont, Australia, Vienna, Austria, Benin, Canada, China, Egypt, Japan, Korea, Moscow, Russian Federation, and my states, Arizona, California, Indiana, New York, Texas, and Washington, D.C. Thank you for your loyalty and tuning to the Transformation for Success show each week. And every week, I'm going to give a shout out to all the countries who are listening to this show. You know, today's guest is a very, very interesting and really what I would call a national hero, and truly she is. But first, I want to share a little bit about, you know, the number of women in the military today and their evolving role in our national defense has continued to rise. And although women in uniform have long served with honor and courage in combat environments, changes in the Department of Defense policy have now opened military occupational specialties previously closed to them, presenting a new series of challenges for women veterans. As women complete their military service, and begin their transitions home, they embark on a journey. There's a need to foster and adopt programs and policies to support women service members who return to civilian life. They need access to high quality medical care, mental health programs, and a full array of readjustment benefits, and more efforts to assist women veterans achieve educational goals, secure employment, and achieve successful careers. And there's one woman today on my show who has established a program to help women veterans who served make a smoother transition home to reestablish their relationships with their children, their spouses, extended families, friends, employers, and start and grow their own businesses. She's going to share her story that makes it clear that women veterans face a homecoming that is remarkably different from their male counterparts. So today, in recognition of their contributions and sacrifices, I am pleased to have on the show a woman who is a committed veterans advocate and a voice for veteran economic opportunities and advancement, has been doing this for well over a decade. So I want to welcome Miss Marilyn Harris. Greetings, Thank you, Marilyn. Thank you. Thank you. 
I am so happy to have you on the show today. I tell you, my God, I, you know, I have got to share with the audience, that the listeners, that really, truly, what a remarkable woman you are. Number one, uh, in 2013, you received President Obama's White House Champion of Change Award. You were the Navo Women on Vetrepreneur. I like that. Vetrepreneur of the Year Award in 2014. In 2015, you were the Houston Hero. And you were the top MBA of the year, the National Black MBA Association, last year. You have had a remarkable, <laughs> remarkable journey. So let me just share a little bit more about you because I just, I really, I'm astounded at all the things you've done. Today's guest, Ms. Marilyn Harris again. She's a former U.S. Army nurse, Gulf War veteran, and disabled war veteran. And she's going to share her transformation journey, how she created the country's first women's business, veterans business center, being home to 180,000 women veterans. And of course, Marilyn, that may have changed since we last talked. But she's also served as the national ambassador to the Veteran Women Igniting the Spirit of Entrepreneur program. And she is a catalyst that has ushered in this era of women veterans-owned businesses throughout the United States. So, Marilyn, welcome. Welcome to the show today. Thank you, Dr. Young, for having me and just for all the work you do throughout the local community, regionally, throughout the country, and abroad. Well, thank you, because truly, in my mind, you're the hero. <laughs> and as a woman who's, who's faced so many obstacles during your lifetime, I just know the, the listeners are going to benefit today, and especially about a topic concerning unique issues of women veterans across this country. So I feel like we're just going to travel with you today uh, with your incredible story of faith and how yeah. you overcame so many obstacles and challenges in your life to become a champion for change. So share a little bit about your background, and I'm really interested and fascinated to know why you why did you join uh, the military? <laughs> well, it all starts with my faith. You said it. You identified it. It's all about my faith. I am a believer. And when I was in high school, I was just interested in the military. Um, I was on the trajectory to go to college, and my family wanted me to go to college, but I had an interest in serving in the military. No one in my household had ever served. Um, wow. I did not grow up with my father, so I had not met him at that point in my life when I was 18, uh -huh. and I really didn't know that he was a Korean War veteran. So I found out many years later it was in oh my blood. My. Um, but I uh, went to college, and I ended up dropping out of college after two years and going into the, the military, which is what I wanted to do in the beginning. And I joined uh, in 1981, and I was mm -hmm. an Army medic, and then I went on to study to be an X-ray tech, the equivalent of an X-ray tech, mm -hmm. and uh, served in the military ultimately uh, later as a practical nurse for 11 years. And at the end of my service, I was deployed uh, to the first Gulf War in 1990-1991 and served there in a MASH-type hospital as a MICU, that's a medical intensive care unit a nurse mm -hmm. supervisor. Okay. It was one of the worst and best experiences of my life. 
describe the worst because <laughs> well it was a war <laughs> and, yeah, and war yeah. is truly yeah. a life-altering experience can, um it has taken me and anyone else that's ever been to war many many years to process that experience uh the war that i served within was not like the current war iraq afghanistan but nonetheless it was a war and it had a profound effect on my life who i eventually became and so you know with it Diversity, there's an opportunity for everyone to just thrive, uh, you know, throughout adversity and adverse situation and afterwards. And so I took everything I experienced when that very traumatic experience and just used it for good. And, and like I said earlier, my faith had a lot to do with it. I mean, when you're seeing... Uh, patients come in, they're charbroiled, uh, they're on the brink of death, oh, wow. and, and you know there's a long line of people um, that are waiting in the same condition for you to do whatever you can to help them. You have to have something that's not going to fail you to hold on to, and Absolutely. I just thank God that I did, and so did that's you, what brought me through it. Did you, um, now, you, you share that you grew up in a household without a dad, and right. then were you raised in a church? I mean, you talk about having a faith. Yes. Were you uh, in a church yes. setting? Uh huh. Yes, I was. Um, my grandfather, um, you know, who died when I was young, was mm-hmm. the pastor of our church. Okay. And so I was raised in the church from the time I was born. My grandmother was the mother of the church, and so okay. I grew up in Sunday school. I grew up. I was the. It was a small church, so <laughs> I was the piano player. I uh-huh. helped to cook the Saturday dinners. Um, I, I began to teach Sunday school as a youth, and so that's where I, I you know, acquired my initial, um, right. you know, familiarization right. with right. God. And so um, it, it just has served me well throughout my life. And then I'll fast forward to today. I just recently completed my faith community nursing program, which is in some settings is called a parish nurse, where we as nurses focus on the intentional care of the spirit. And this is our 2016 Women Veterans Business Center initiative, spiritual resilience for veteran business owners. So, uh, you know, it started a long time ago for me, my mm-hmm. faith walk. I'm still on it, and it has carried me through all these years, through a war, through all the challenges of my life, and I am truly grateful. What um, I'm, I'm intrigued by, you had adversity. Can you describe a little bit of this adversity and what you went through? Because, uh, uh, you know, this whole transformational journey for many people, it is so different. But what do you think was what inspired you or what happened and then you were able to get through it? Well, um, I, I love the the title of your program, Transformation mm-hmm. for Success. That is, yes. that is truly my story. Mm-hmm. I have not and do not have a prissy life. Um, um, when I met uh, the editor of uh, uh, L.A. Magazine, E, the magazine for today's female executives, uh, Althea Lefford, she heard my story and she heard all the accolades, all the awards, getting an yes. award from the president, being the top black MBA of the year, being the distinguished nurse right. alumni of my school, being the Houston hero, don't let all that fool you. It comes with a lot of hard work, sacrifice, working yourself, you know, hard and, and, and just being strategic. And so some of the adversities I faced, my mother, my biological mother died when I was eight. 
And so I went to live oh, with my grandparents and my that. mother's only sister. I was the uh-huh. oldest of, uh, of the kids in the house. My uh, aunt, that was my mother's only sister, raised me with her two kids. I went off to college. I paid my own way. Um, we did not have a lot of money. Um, and mm-hmm. so that was one of the reasons that I joined the military also. Um, and then when I got in the military, it was not a cakewalk either because in the 80s, um, unlike now, there weren't as many women in the right, various right. branches of the military. So it wasn't always a pleasant environment to be in. Um, I am a survivor of military sexual trauma. I am a survivor of post-traumatic wow. stress disorder. And so with all these things, I decided uh, that I was going to still make the transformation to be successful in my life. I was not going to let all of the negative things that happened to me mm-hmm. uh, restrict me or limit me. The fact that I didn't uh, really have parents, the fact that I didn't have anyone to help me pay for my college education, I found a way to do it. And I think the military helped a lot in giving me that go-for-it attitude. Just, mm-hmm. you know, go mm-hmm. for it, get it done, find a way, and along the way, serve others, something that's always been my personal mantra and something that I continue to do that's very important. And, you know, that is important. And, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, Marilyn, uh, uh, and I'm really sorry about your your mom, because uh, that must have been very traumatic yes. at that age and having to go live with your aunt. Uh, and it looks like, sounds like, too, you became this independent person, but uh, wanting to uh, do the best, wanting to become successful even at an early age and by actually going to college and you paid your way. You said you worked and paid your way through college. Now, um, I'm just trying to get, you know, one of the things that always intrigues me is that going into the military, which is so disciplined, were mm-hmm. you coming from a disciplined background that, that you know, would actually, that intrigued you because of the military, <laughs> You know, when you That's think about really it. That's really interesting. I never thought about it like that. Um, my my, my uh, family of origin was very disciplined. Now that you mention it, I never thought about <laughs> it like that until this moment. They, they were religious people. And, uh-huh. you know, when you follow uh, the teachings of Jesus, and, and, and just try to be godly, uh, a godly people, you are disciplined. And so, right. yes, the answer is yes. I did come from a disciplined background. We definitely were not perfect people, but um, yes, I did. And so I guess, I guess that did help me. I did not feel as though I was particularly disciplined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you, but I you guess came from that degree, that 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 background, and the reason why I sort of asked you that question because oftentimes the PKs, which I, I consider you being a PK in a sense, uh, want to actually run away from anything that's disciplined. Uh, that, from some of my limited research and looking at human drama and trauma, that oftentimes they'll run away to be in this very undisciplined uh, environment. So that's why I asked the question that uh, what drove you to that discipline. You've challenged me to think through that. Um, It it did help me with discipline. Um, I do have uh, some very disciplined ways that are resulted from my military experience 
up uh-huh. to this point in my life, um, and probably if you ask my children, they'll have another response, but um, they'll <laughs> say, yes, she's really rigid and disciplined. I don't consider myself uh, rigid and uh-huh. uber-disciplined, but the discipline I learned in the military, um, many, many of the lessons I learned from going into the military at 19 and staying in there for over a decade have been very very helpful in my life, um, especially uh, when I encounter adversity. Uh, yes, you know, I yes. just keep it moving. I keep it going. Um, like I said, between the discipline I learned in the military and my faith, I just don't think there's much I can't accomplish. Well, you know, I was thinking about military life and what I know about it. My, I married a uh, retired military uh, officer. The thing is that it was always like, uh, suck it up. You know, things happen and you just you just suck it up. And I'm like, wow. But what does that do to one emotionally? Because you talked about going through post-traumatic uh, yeah. syndrome. Well, you know, it's a double-edged sword, uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Young. It, it really is because sometimes... You should take time to feel. Now, by profession, today, I am a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner with an addiction specialty, and I've worked in the area of mental health for the last 25 years. So I've learned that mm-hmm. some of those things you learn in the military and the things that are indoctrinated into you aren't exactly some things that serve you best at That's every right. circumstance in your life. All that suck-it-up stuff doesn't always work out well. You're a human being, and, and you, you know, we're, we're wired to feel, and you Absolutely. have to feel. And sometimes you just don't have to be the best and try to be the first and all of that, and it's all okay. And so over time, I've learned, and some might argue this, over time, I've learned mm-hmm. to manage that, that need to always be out in front and be the first and the best. But I do, there's no but, I do still believe in excellence in every area well, uh, of, you know, of my life. And I do, do still strive for that while realizing that I am human and other people are human and we do fall short and it's okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break because we're going to come back and we're going to talk about how you were honorably discharged in the military and given 100% disability uh, due to an unfortunate accident and uh, incident. And you'll be able to tell us about that. So we'll be right back. So listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back with my guest, Miss Sherilyn, Marilyn Harris. <laughs> I do know a friend named Sherilyn. <laughs> making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you feel alone trying to conquer life's challenges? 
Do you feel that there's sometimes nowhere to turn and nobody really understands? Remember, you are not alone. Every week, host April Joy Ford, who has faced adversity as a constant in her life, helps you rise above life's challenges with your own blueprint meant to discover the powerful you. April's challenges have included childhood sexual abuse, becoming a widow and single parent at 32, and other such curveballs. She'll help you get empowered holistically every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at one 888 346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back to the show Transformation for Success with my guest today, Miss Marilyn Harris a woman veteran for change. So I want you to call your friends to download today's show if they were not able to listen, as she is going to inspire them with her story of success. And more importantly, what's happening to women's veterans in this country today? So I welcome you to call in live, or you can Skype your comments or questions to me during the show. So welcome back, Marilyn. We were talking about basically... Uh, the military and your life in the military and a life of discipline. And I have a quick question for you. Um, I know that you were honorably discharged from the military and you were given 100% disability due to an unfortunate accident or incident. But you know what? I want to go back up and say, because people out there listening, I don't want to, you know, imply that the services military, I mean, the military service is not necessarily a great thing, but what positive aspects of military life can you share for women in the military today? I, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful lifestyle for mm-hmm. uh, women, especially if you have a heart to serve, to serve your country. I am so honored to be uh, a person that served in the military, and I am still serving my country, and I'm still serving veterans. And so for me, I wanted a career in health care, and the education, mm-hmm. the experiences that you receive mm-hmm. in the military, you can actually do a lot more career-wise, I did as a healthcare mm-hmm. person in the military than I could do in the civilian world because of the certification and licensure restrictions outside of the military. I was able to do more and learn more and have more hands-on experiences while I was in it. Um, just the, the opportunity to work mm-hmm. in teams with all kinds of people to go all over the world. The U.S. Mm-hmm. military is all over the world. So our supply chain, if you will, is international. Mm-hmm. Truly, the, the leadership skills you learn, it's embedded in your experience at every level. So a 23-year-old person in the military has had significantly more leadership 
skills uh, Mm -hmm. poured into him and her uh, traditionally than just a regular 23-year-old in the civilian world. So there's many, many things. Mm -hmm. Um, Your level of taking responsibility um, is higher. Um, The military taught me many things, many things that I still use uh, to operate Mm -hmm. within this world, what I'd like to think successfully. And I, and I know you have really been successful, and, we're, and, and that's why I'm so happy you're on the show today to talk about that, because there are positive aspects of military life. I, I have this question, to what, what branch of military did you serve? I, uh, I'm Army, and, and okay. I'm going to do like most Army people. Is there another branch? <laughs> <laughs> I have to laugh because my husband joined the Army first and then went over into the Air Force. And so he would say, what other branches are there in the Air Force? I had to laugh. Well, we, we just are very territorial. If you talk to any service member, of course, they're going to think their branch is the best That's branch right. and none of the others matter. It's just a generic thing we do. And we have this little, you know, uh, rivalry of love between all of us, you know, where we just tease each other about, you know, nuances within our branches. And so I'm a former Army nurse. Uh, I love it. Um, It was a wonderful experience uh, for the most part, and uh, I'm still benefiting from that experience today. And so in um, 2000. In 2010, uh, I found myself a, a single mom here in Texas, in Houston, Texas, a city with over 300,000 veterans and their families, spouses, and dependents. And, and we have, we have wonderful uh, support resources for military in Texas. We have some of the country's largest military bases. Yes, but in right. Houston, it was a unique situation, Dr. Young. When I looked at the numbers, I found that here in Houston, where I've lived for 30 years now, but uh, about 24 years at that time, uh, we have the largest concentration um, of women veterans, over 30,000 in my city. That's amazing. And we have the largest concentration of women veterans in the United States, in Texas, over 180,000, according to the uh, 2016 Center for Women Veterans, uh, Women Veterans mm-hmm. Population mm-hmm. Report. And so it was a unique opportunity in me not only being a, a nurse, but being an MBA, I crunched the numbers and I said, what is not being provided for this population? Mm-hmm. The women veterans population um, across the country need some generic things, affordable housing, employment, good jobs, um, education, opportunities for entrepreneurship to start their own businesses, and then mental and physical health care. But what was not being provided in Houston in Mm -hmm. 2010? And that's when me and my children came up with the idea to start the country's first and only at that time Women Veterans Business Center. That is incredible. A woman, you know, and you, you're, that was the first, and I'm glad that inspired you. First of all, it sounds like you, you looked around you, you looked outside of your own personal interest. Yeah. You did your research. I mean, and then you begin to, to look at what's missing. You know, that is extraordinary. And the reason why I'm saying that, Marilyn, and I mean this from my heart, because so many of us, we're so, you know, looking within our own family. I remember the minister always talk about me, my son, John, and his wife, and no more. I mean, <laughs> we tend to only just look at those around us, but you had a broader 
picture and a bigger picture at that that's going to help, yes. that is helping so many women. So now the, this first Women's Business Center is located in Texas, right? Well, we started, this is just a total, total blessing. Um, I have been accepted. I had tried for three years to get in this uh, uh, entrepreneurship boot camp for veterans program. It's hosted uh, by a consortium today of 10 prestigious business schools. But at the time, the anchor school was Syracuse University, and they had a couple more schools. So one of the schools under this consortium, the entrepreneurship boot camp for veterans, was Florida State. So I mm-hmm. chatted with the program director. He's a wonderful gentleman. His name is Dr. Randy Blass. And he says, well, let me see. And so he called me back. And remember, uh-huh. this was my third time applying. He said, you're in. So I get to this eight-day mini MBA program that's exclusively for veterans with disabilities like myself. And uh-huh. there's 21 people in the program from around the country. I get there, Dr. Young. There's 20 guys and there's me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I am the wow. only woman veteran. So this is a wonderful program, and and my twenty brothers were wonderful. This whole week, we learned a lot. We had we were trained, like I said, it was a mini MBA, but we had many people come from the business community, from the veteran entrepreneurship community, and teach us and embrace us. And so, the at the culmination of this program, what you do is create a business plan. So it was at the entrepreneurship boot camp. Uh, for veterans in 2010 that I created the written business plan for the Women Veterans Business Center. So five months later, I left that program, came back to Houston, and launched the center in the mayor's boardroom at City Hall in Houston, Texas, at a two-day grand opening event. That, now, you know, we know who's the orchestrator yes, of that. Ma'am. Not- yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It was not me. It was not oh. my doing. I was just the instrument that was supposed to facilitate that. And I am making a public claim that that is just a pivotal, pivotal step in the catalyst of this women veterans movement that's taking place and exploding. It's electrifying around the country. Um, the White House just announced the week before last um, that women own small businesses in America. Well, women-owned businesses have, have reached the tipping point of $10 million. Praise God. That they also fun. said yes. in the next yes. breath that the that the that that it, this report was done. The American Community Survey of 2012 revealed that there was one specific population that was having exponential growth. And guess who it was? My That's community, it. the community I love. Women veteran-owned businesses have grown from 2007, there were about 100,000 of us, to 2012, a 298% growth to now approaching that. 400,000 women veteran-owned businesses, and I know that my work around the country is one of the catalysts for that growth, and I am That's why you're called the White House Champion of Change. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Now, tell me, what areas of businesses are are they in? Well, you know, women veterans are multi-talented people. We're athletes. We're congresswomen, pilots. We own construction companies. We're scholars. And so um, I just wanted to tell you where they are first, and then I'll talk about the industry. Okay, tell me where they are. All right. Uh Most of them are there with you in California. 12% of of women veteran-owned businesses are there in California. 
And then there's almost 10% of us here in Texas, and then there's 9% of women veteran-owned businesses in Florida. And so those are also the three biggest states that have the highest concentration of women veteran-owned business, of women, women veterans, not for that order. Yeah, as far as women... As far as women veterans, it's Texas, California, Florida in terms of population. But in terms of women veteran-owned businesses, it's California, Texas, Florida. And so um, the businesses we're in, we're in a lot of service businesses. We're in um, a lot of people in healthcare, social assistance, educational services, administrative services. Where we need more women veterans is in manufacturing, in agriculture, in um, utilities. And so the opportunities for women veteran-owned businesses or those that even remotely think that they want to start a business and they are a woman veteran uh, or married to a woman veteran, for that matter, are huge, especially with with all the programs that exist uh, at the federal level, the state level. And then, you know, just the core opportunity is so exciting. That is exciting. But tell me, uh, Marilyn, what are some of the unique issues that they face in growing their businesses? Well, there's a couple layers. Now, women own businesses basically face the same issues. You know, they have challenges with scaling. One of the issues with this uh, exponential growth in women veteran-owned businesses is that, yes, these women, you know, 298% growth between 2007 and 2012 existed, Uh but most of these women veteran-owned businesses are sole proprietors with receipts less than $30,000 a year. So they're they're starting at, at, you know, just astronomical mm-hmm. rates, but they're having a problem scaling and, and getting employees and getting funding. Mm-hmm. And so these are the same core issues that, you know, women-owned businesses have. One right. other layer for women veterans is, depending on when they served in the military, how successful their transition back to civilian life is. On top mm-hmm. of having all the other core business owner challenges. So if you're a career military, you've been in a very distinctive culture for 20-plus years. Yes. Then you're going to come out to the civilian sector and try to do business while you know what you know what you know about your your right. business specialty. Right. What you don't know is probably how to operate optimally in the civilian world because you haven't really been in it for 20-some years. So it can pose a lot of challenges. You know, uh, you're, you're right on. My husband talked about being in the military for 20 20- plus years and coming out into civilian life and the the difficulty, um, you know, in in making that transition just for a male, you know, Mm -hmm. coming out and then into a career, making that transition. So this is a a main point. Now, one of the questions, too, that I had, is there anything that's set up that helps with the transition? Oh, yes. Thank you for asking. Yes, and and I want to direct everybody to um, uh, a magazine that I write a monthly column in. Uh, Every month I put several resources uh, in the column specifically for uh, women veteran business owners. However, they're not 
exclusively for women veteran business owners. Um, it, it, that's just my focus. Um, and the magazine is called E the Magazine for Today's Female women. Executive. It's a free online magazine. E, mm-hmm. like the, the alphabet letter E, the magazine for today's female executives. And so, um, executive. And so in the March issue, I highlight several programs that are available to uh, some to any veteran interested in starting or growing a business, um, mm-hmm. but some exclusively available to women veterans. And so those have been some of the programs that I'm, I've graduated from and have mm-hmm. helped to form and shape and support. And so I wanted to highlight um, something, one resource that's available to any veteran, and that's the U.S. Small Business Administration. Mm-hmm. Most people have heard about that, but what they haven't heard about is that within the U.S. Small Business Administration, there is an Office of Veterans Business Development that is exclusively committed to helping grow veteran-owned businesses. Well, you know, Marilyn, you bring up a point that a lot of times it's people just don't know. The information yeah. is not always uh, available or it's available, but they don't know about it. So I'm glad uh, to have you on the program to address some of these issues because truly uh, and the places where they can go and get help and get information because this helps others to be on their transformational journey because we're talking about changing a life or changing the life of others, uh, being of service. And uh, this is absolutely wonderful. This is good information. And I hope all of you listeners out there are really gaining from what uh, Marilyn has to share, because truly she is the voice for veteran economic opportunities and advancement. What, you know, one of the things uh, I, I have just sort of backing up a bit, um, what was the best piece of advice anyone has ever given you? <laughs> um, well, the, the best piece of advice uh, anyone has ever given me is to pray. Okay. Yeah, that it's really is to key. pray. Believe in something, you know, greater than yourself. Pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, with that, like I said, uh, many times throughout this conversation, I have incredible faith. I expect the best. And, you know, I am obedient and disciplined, and I do the hard work that's required. Can I stop you right there? Because we're going to come right back after a quick break, and we're going to talk about prayer, and I want you to talk about the difference between prayer and medication. And we'll be right back. So listeners, don't go away. I'll be back with my guest, Miss Marilyn Harris. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. What makes you the best you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. On It's Absolutely All About You. 
Host Eileen Nunez bases her show on the forthcoming book of the same name. If you've been taught to hold your head high and keep your self-esteem in check, where do you go if you aren't yet achieving that goal? Each program is based on a chapter of the book and comes from Eileen's many years of experience in order to help you find your inner peace. Listen for It's Absolutely All About You, live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi there, and welcome back to the show Transformation for Success with my guest today, Ms. Marilyn Harris, a veteran, a woman veteran for change. You know, Marilyn is a former U.S. Army nurse and Gulf War veteran. She also created the first Women's Veteran Business Center in 2010 in Houston, Texas. You know, we just talked about that this is a home to over 30,000 women veterans. We also have just been enjoying her so much about Marilyn and what she's doing to help women veterans to grow businesses in all over this country. So welcome back, Marilyn. I am so happy to have you on the show today and to especially have you talk about really what motivates you and what's really been a positive aspect for you. And you cited prayer. You pray. And so my question was the difference between prayer and medication. So just share with our listeners a little bit about your thoughts on that. Yes, um, I pray because I, I am a believer. I believe in God, and I believe that I pray to God. I hear God speak to me, or He speaks to me in ways that I understand, and I meditate on the message mm-hmm. I hear from Him, and then I go and act based on that message. And I do have a guidebook. I'm not left out there just doing this by myself. And my personal guidebook is the Holy Bible. And so this this methodology has guided me throughout my whole life. And from my vantage point, it's been very successful, my life. I am just born to serve others and do and help others and make things better. Uh, make situations better that uh, I am involved in or I can have an impact in. And that is my purpose. That is what I am here to do. I accept that. I do that joyfully. And I would like to think I do it with excellence. Well, you know, you have done a terrific job, really, in growth and, you know, being in the Army at age 19, serving uh, your country and then having to go through so many obstacles and challenges that you did go through, and you made it. What changes would you like to see in the future for women veterans in particular? Yeah, I I definitely, yes, I definitely want to see some changes. I want Mm -hmm. to see 
more opportunities for women veterans to be able to come forward and tell their stories. Like I said, women veterans are brilliant Americans, Mm -hmm. athletes, congresswomen, pilots. They own all kinds of businesses, scholars. But most Americans um, just act like we don't exist. And we've been around, you know, since the ages we've been serving honorably. I also would like to see legal changes in terms of policy mm-hmm. um, when women veterans are mistreated uh, within the military or even after they get outside of the military. I would like to see policy changes around uh, prosecuting people that have violated us while we were serving our country um, policies around people that have uh, practiced predatory lending and and just all kinds of maleficence against military people, period, um, in economic issues. And, of course, I would like to see policy around providing opportunities for every veteran that wants to start some kind of a business for there to be assistance and every mm-hmm. veteran to have adequate housing, adequate education, adequate health, physical and mental health care. And, and, you know, some people say, well, Marilyn, we have the VA. Well, right now the VA has a lot of challenges, and it takes a long time uh, oftentimes for veterans to get the mental and physical health care they right. need. And then after they've been injured in the military, it takes a very long time for them to get uh, compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am a person that did not get my disability benefits for over a decade after I uh, returned from the military and was injured, and that affected my life very negatively, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. negatively. So those are some of the changes I would personally like to see. Well, you know, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. One of the things, too, as, as I've been sort of thinking and, and as you're sharing uh, about being in the military and for women, um, where did you have while you were in the military sort of a women's group? Did you have women supporters? Because one of the things that I did, you know, learn from my uh, husband about the military, you know, there there were certain things he had to go through, like uh, this whole notion of racism. And the thing mm-hmm. is that I know that it's still prevalent. And not only did yeah. women did you have to face the issues of racism, but gender Sexism. differences as well. Hierarchies, uh, hierarchies of command. You have women that serve in the military face several issues. You know, you bring up many good points. It's not, it's not only sexism and racism. Mm-hmm. There is a command structure in the military. And I mean, now we're getting all these four stars and three stars women in high leadership positions, but this did not always happen. I had never seen a, a female general when I was, you know, a private in mm-hmm. the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so this is a new thing that women, you know, while women have been serving honorably, working just as hard as the men, if not harder, right. uh, you know, over the years, they did not get recognized. And so I still have people that come up to me and say, I've never even, I don't even think I've met a woman that served okay. in the military. Why aren't more of us with our skills on corporate boards? 
Okay. You know, why these things are things that I'm looking forward to happening, and I am working relentlessly in the communities across America to make happen. You know, okay, women veterans, we are going to take our place. Right. We have place. a we have a, a person holding for a question for you, Monica. So, Monica, hello, and I'm sorry we kept you waiting, but we wanted to hear Marilyn Harris. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And where are you calling from? I'm calling from Richmond, Virginia. Okay, well, welcome, Richmond, Virginia. And what is your question for Marilyn? Um, I wanted to ask Ms. Harris if she thinks that there would ever be a time in the military where women will have all of the opportunities that um, men currently enjoy. Well, okay, Marilyn, that's a get great question, Monica. Uh-huh. I sure hope so, and I have faith that we are moving in that direction. And I know, as one soldier, I am personally working for uh, you know the equity of of the sexes in the military as, as much as possible. I mean, now uh, you know, with certain jobs, women. We've been in. I've been in. I've been at war. I've been in a war zone. But now, women, if they choose to. They can go to war, and, and you know, I, I, I really, really believe we are moving in that direction as a country. Okay, thank you. Do you, you have another question, Monica? Well, I wanted to ask how she feels about women uh, in combat, if she thinks that's a good thing or not such a good thing. You know, people, uh, you know, debate it back and forth whether they think women should be in combat. I just want to know what her views are about whether they should serve in actual combat. Yeah, and the question is, should women be in combat? Well, I was in combat, <laughs> involuntarily, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and I survived it. There are some women veterans, women in service members that want to go to combat. They want to, mm-hmm. I believe, if they want to, they should have the right to go. Uh, I personally would not ever want to see combat again. That's just my experience, mm-hmm. but there are some... Uh, women that want to go to combat, and some, many, many since since 1990 have have been in combat, whether they wanted to be or not. Mm-hmm. Think about it. If you're a, a, a supply sergeant, you have to go out and get supplies out out of your compound or or the area wherever your um, company or squad uh, is you know is is housed at. Uh, you are in combat. I mean, that's how, unfortunately, so many people have died in the recent wars. I mean, so women have been in combat, whether the United States officially says we have or not. We have been in combat mm-hmm. for a very long time. Um, and and my, my, my opinion is if women want to do it, I believe they should be able to do it. I just personally do not want to do it ever again. Well, thank okay. you. Well, I would like to thank you um, for your service. First of all, um, and, you know, for everything that you endured to, you know, to help keep, you know, our country safe. And um, so I just wanted to thank you for that. Thank you you for calling in. Thank you for calling in. All right. I have one last question as we begin to wrap up the show today. And I really just 
can't thank you enough. You know, we didn't talk anything about personal life, but in terms of personal, and this is a general question, this isn't necessarily just affecting you, but how would women in the service able to keep a personal life together? You know, because you have that professional life, but then a personal life, being married and with a family, how difficult is it, uh, Marilyn? That is a great question, Dr. Young, and... uh the research says that military women do not fare very well. We have high divorce rates, high rates of domestic violence in our relationships. We're strong women. We are strong women. You know, I'm out there pulling guard duty on the front line, a fighter, pilot. You know, I, hey, you know, it, this is in me. I've, I've got this strength. Um, military women are strong. and sometimes So do you think that's a part of the home, problem? You think it, it, I don't know that problem? it's a problem, it's a reality, because you've got to be strong to survive in some of the military situations you're put in. And so I think it's an issue of finding a partner that understands you and will work with you, and you work with each other through love. And it, I'm not saying it's easy, but we have to do it. Because, you know, it doesn't, your military service, in your mind, doesn't stop when you take off the uniform. Uh, it still is a very much a part of you. I've been out of the military for 25 years, and I still um, am connected mm-hmm. to the military mentally. It is a very mm-hmm. strong indoctrination. A lot of my ways, I realize, um, still go back in 19 and being taught mm-hmm. how to do things a certain way when I was in the military from my drill sergeant. So um, it is a very, very strong influence. And, and I just challenge people to work with each other, love each other, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, use those strengths for good. Use them for good. Well, you know, my uh, this is just a personal belief of mine and I, that it would be a little difficult because men – um, they want strong women in one, on the one hand, but they want to be the stronger one. They want to be the one that you absolutely lean on, depend on. And maybe that's one of the difficulties, too, because here you are. If you're in combat, you've had to be strong for, within yourself. And that's then right. now to come back and be this woman who's, you know, batting your eyelashes and, you know, whatever, and being this, we- I guess, trying to live that duplicitous kind of existence. So that's why I pose that question. It's a great question, and it can be very challenging for many of the women I talk to around the country. If you will, um, I wanted to give a link to a free subscription of uh, the magazine for your listeners that um, are looking for some other resources for veterans to start businesses. There's some great programs out here um, that they can participate in for free. Okay. Uh, Give us one. Okay. Um, One of the programs is through the Institute for Veterans and Military Families, Mm -hmm. IVMS, at Syracuse University, and it's a program that I served as the national ambassador for for three and a half years. It's called VWISE, Veteran Women Igniting the Spirit of Entrepreneurship. And it, it's, it's a, a, actually a national conference, and it goes around the country. I think they've been to at least 16 major U.S. cities. It's two and a half days, and you get uh, training, you get mentorship. Um, most recently, they've, already, they've started um, having business plan competitions where women veterans can do a pitch and submit That's a wonderful. business plan competition and win That's up to 
$25,000. We just had two people that um, participated in VWISE over the last couple of years. We're on Shark Tank. One was funded. Now her product is in over 700 stores. I, think I might have seen that show, right? Yes. And so these I'm gonna are repeat all that. Uh, people that, um, you know, they're living their dreams. They're just like us, people that start out with an idea. They're willing to work hard. They leave the military. They want to keep serving America by making an economic contribution to their communities and to our national GDP. And so okay, I Marilyn, I'm going to have to close the show. I'm unfortunate. Sure. I'm going to repeat that really quickly, but we're going to have to leave. I am so sorry. But okay. for those of you for that Marilyn has served as the national ambassador to V-Wise, and that's mm-hmm. veteran women igniting the spirit of entrepreneurship program in Syracuse University. That's mm-hmm. IVMS at Syracuse University. Marilyn, I want to thank you so much because I know my listeners have learned so much today in hearing your incredible journey, but more importantly, the opportunities for for women veterans out there. And I want to thank you for the success tips that you've given for women uh, and veteran uh, business owners, and especially the valuable lessons that you learned personally and professionally. So I want to thank you listeners today for tuning in to this incredible, moving, empowering story from my guest, Miss Marilyn Harris today. I challenge you this week, slow down, pay attention to your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. Tune in next week as I'm going to have another great show for you. And this is your success coach, Dr. Barbara Young, signing off until next Tuesday. Be encouraged. Be challenged. Don't quit and be forever transformed. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.